entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. The first hour of the Mark K Show starts now. Got real, sorry, I just got really, got really dark outside. I was like, what, what happened? What's... Oh, it's the end of the world. That must be it. Uh, what's up, everybody? Happy Monday. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045 is our number. If you're listening in and you want to be part of the show, you can give us a buzz. You can leave us an open mic message, too. We have a we have a handful of open mic messages. We don't have, like, a lot of open mic messages. But, you know, it's the weekend, and a lot of people have other things on their mind. Here's one we got. Isn't it interesting how the Democrats all of a sudden want to get the bill passed for some aid and for the last eight months they didn't want to do squat well not even getting a bill passed. there's one i ram it through there's a uh, you know there, there's a difference between the two but yeah it's very interesting this this whole stimulus bill is gonna be the first big test of joe biden and uh the republicans it's it's basically i know what you're thinking if you're sitting there at home and you want money and you want covid relief and you're like hey where's my next stimulus check if you want all that stuff you're just thinking send me my money but it's not that simple it's not that simple because when you have Republicans in charge of basically nothing, but with a with an almost majority or it's like a 50 50 split in the Senate. And when you've got Joe Biden really, you know, trying to cut his teeth with his first bipartisan agreement instead of just signing executive order after executive order after executive order. When that's what happens, uh, a lot's at stake here because this is really it's like it's setting the tone for the rest of the uh the biden presidency it's setting the tone for the next four years or got eight years hopefully not or one year depending on what you think about it you know how long he's actually going to last in the position and so that's really it's really important the republicans have to make a stand they have to show that they have power and they have to say we're not going to give you the 1.8 trillion dollars that you want or whatever it is we are going to give you 600 million and here's why and if if Joe Biden wants to get anything done, he may have to do it that way. Now, here's the problem. You're thinking, well, why doesn't he just ram it through the way they've been talking about? It? They have all these budget things they can do and these constraints. And Chuck Schumer's out there yelling and screaming about how they don't need Republicans. Well, that's true. But if you start forcing things through on day one, then when you actually do need the Republicans, you're not going to get any support. There's going to be no bipartisan agreement on anything. And remember, they still want to uh, they still want to impeach Donald Trump, who's no longer president. By the way, let me tell you, I was thinking a lot. Of, I was watching these uh, interviews on CNN yesterday. What's her name? The obnoxious blonde lady was interviewing one of the uh, Rob Portnoy, who uh, Portman, rather, who's a uh, Republican senator. He's, he's retiring, but she was asking him about the trial. And it's really interesting to me. How many of these people? Oh, and and the the Lincoln Project. I don't know if you heard about all these all these dudes that are accusing the founder of the Lincoln Project of all this um, crazy stuff online. But here, this is it's really interesting to me. There's so many people out there that are still going after Donald Trump. He's still their boogeyman, and Donald Trump has absolutely nothing to. I mean, there's nothing you can take away from him anymore. He's not president anymore. He has no political power. He's a private citizen. He's back in Florida. And everybody's still petrified. The Lincoln Project is still trying to take him down. They're still trying to defeat him. And I'm like, defeat him from what? From breathing? The Democrats are still trying to, to defeat him and impeach him. And you have to sit and you have to ask yourself why. And basically, what it, it's Donald Trump is no longer president. He's no longer uh, a, a person. He's no longer that, that elected official. Donald Trump now is a symbol. He is a symbol of America. He's like the flag. Or the Liberty Bell or the Bald Eagle. You know, he is he is the stars and stripes. Donald Trump is a symbol for America, America, the way it was founded, America, the way it was supposed to be, the way the founding fathers said this is America. I don't know why they're I guess because they're all that's how the founding fathers talk. I would, I would love to go back in time and see how they actually spoke. If they're like, this is America. These are the Bill of Rights because um, they're all I just imagine they're all from Boston. And so they're sitting there and they're they're devising this country and they go, this is what we want. We want everyone to be free. We want the government to intervene as little as possible. We want the states to have all the power. You know, we don't want taxes. We hate taxes. We're not attacked. We're not into taxes. That's why we threw the tea in the water. Remember? So we're not really big on raising taxes um, and we don't care about the rest of the world. <laughs> so, you know, we're building a country here. We don't like Great Britain. We don't want them involved in our stuff. France, fine. We liked France when we needed their guns and we needed their money so that we could beat the British. But then when they had their own revolution, we were like, hey, guys, we're over here building a country. So you're on your own. 
Um, so, and, and that's basically how the founding fathers set up our nation. Now you've got the Democrats who, are, who don't want any of it. They don't want capitalism. They don't want free trade. They want don't want freedom of religion or any religion, really. Uh, they don't want guns. They don't like the guns at all. Guns are bad. Guns are the reason we have a country. But now guns are bad. Um, and so this is this is where we are. And Donald Trump is a symbol of all of that. That's why they hate him. You know, that's why if they if they could burn Donald Trump at a protest, they would just like they burn the flag. If they could, you know, if they could, I don't know, if they could take a statue of Donald Trump and paint it red and throw it in the river, they would do that. Although there's no, I mean, there's, unfortunately, there's no statues of Donald Trump erected yet. Uh, give it like a 100 years or so and maybe that'll change. So this is what it's all about. It's all about the symbols of America that they hate. They don't like them. They don't want them. And Donald Trump is a symbol of old school constitutional, um, you know, uh, original United States of American uh, patriotism. Um, so he's but this is this is the beauty of being Donald Trump right now. He's actually in a better position than any other political figure in the country. He's in a much better position than Joe Biden. He's in a much better position than Mitch McConnell or really any of the senators because he has uh, all the power. He's got a huge voting base that will follow him anywhere. He's got tons of money. This guy since Election Day has raised so much money, so much more money than any other Democrat. And he can use this money as as he you know, however he wants, whether he wants to help Sarah Huckabee Sanders get elected governor in Arkansas, which he probably does, whether he wants to get a Brian Kemp unelected governor in Georgia, which he probably also does, whether he wants to institute Congress people in all the districts that they they believe they can win so that they can take back the House of Representatives and stymie any and all of Joe Biden's agenda items, which he probably believes um, they can do. Getting rid of Mitt Romney, uh, Marco Rubio, any of these other people that have been weak conservatives or never Trumpers. That's he's got. First of all, he's well positioned to do it. He's got a huge base of support. He's got a ton of cash. And this is the best part. There's no political fallout. There's no political fallout. Donald Trump can go make a speech at CPAC in Orlando if he wants. Donald Trump can fly around and do rallies. It doesn't matter. He's not running for anything. There's no fallout. There's nothing at the ballot box to keep him from doing what he's doing. There's He can't make any bad decisions and risk getting voted out. Uh, nobody's going to, you know, he's not doesn't have any doesn't have any clout, really. I mean, he's not in the day to day as far as political maneuvering. So he's not going to lose. He doesn't need to negotiate anymore. I mean, think about this. When you have all the power and all the money and a clear vision and half the country behind you, you could just go in there. That's where the real power is. Because you're not going to make the mistakes that Joe Biden is going to make. I mean, and or all has already made. I have, man, look at this. I printed out, I started printing out every single one of Joe Biden's executive orders since he took office. And I got halfway through. This is 24 of the 42. And if you can see it, it took a half a ream of paper almost. Half a ream of paper. Just to, And this is small print, too. These are all the executive orders so far. And most of them are horrible and unnecessary. And are already being litigated in courts around the country. So Joe Biden's making mistakes. Joe Biden has no money. Joe Biden has no base. And the Democrats are all looking at Joe Biden to be their savior. Whereas on the Republican side, Donald Trump is not going to make any mistakes because he's not, he's not legislating in any way, shape or form. He's not leading anything. All he has to do is fly around the country, rally supporters, tell people to go vote and spend all this cash that he's been able to accumulate. I mean, I, it's a much better position, much better position uh, to be in. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045. I got to take a quick break. When we get back, we'll have uh, some people already lined up on the phones. We'll get some of your phone calls here in just a minute. I want to talk a little bit about these executive order, orders because some of them, I mean, it, when you really delve into it, when you get into the hundreds and hundreds of pages of executive orders that Joe Biden has already uh, accumulated and signed, it's really it's really daunting, and there's some things you need to know about it. Plus, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, well, I'll talk a little bit more about um, you know the stimulus bill that's uh, that they're looking to pass. We'll talk about what's going on with uh, with the um, uh, impeachment trial, which is kind of you know basically nothing. And then uh, oh oh, this is exciting. The markets have opened back up for about an hour. And everybody over the weekend, I guess everybody finally woke up to the fact that they can change their lives by buying some stocks. Um, so we'll talk a little bit about that, too. Quick break. More of the Marque show coming up. Stay tuned.
Mark K Show. My name is Mark K, 855 uh, 1045-855-765-1045. I thought of coming up with a game, uh, you know, very similar to Fake News Friday, but we do like, you know, we read you the executive order and you have to tell us if it is one of the actual 42 executive orders that Joe Biden signed or if it's one that uh, that he didn't sign. Uh, because, I mean, look, there's no I mean, it's very difficult to keep track for the average. I mean, it's we're professionals and it's very difficult for us to keep track of all the executive orders that Joe Biden has signed. Although there is an article um, they someone came out with a chart and they listed all of the. And this is just the major talking points, because keep in mind, the executive orders that they show you, they show you like this nice leather binder, which, by the way, if you want to. If you want to win in the stock market, don't buy GameStop or any of that stuff. Don't buy, you know, blood. Don't try to short out the hedge funds. Just invest in whatever company makes those black binders for the executive orders because they are having a banner year. They've already sold 42 of those things this year alone. And in the last four years, I mean, forget about it. They didn't sell. They sold like four the first year of the Trump presidency. So invest in those things because those are those are I mean, that's a market that's exploding. Uh, anywho, when they sign those executive orders, that's just one page. There's there's pages and pages. Some of these go on like five or six pages. They have all kinds of subsections and and annotations and things. So it looks like he's just signing a looks like he's signing like a, you know, like a one pager, you know, like executive order, close the pipeline. And then he just signs it. No, there's a lot to it. And it could go on for pages and pages. And you really have to kind of delve into it. So uh, we'll get into some of that here. In just a minute, though, first, let's go to Chris in Pennsylvania. Hi, Chris. How are you? Thanks so much for calling the Mark K Show. I'm doing pretty well, Mark. How are you? Oh, doing really well. What do you want to say today, Chris? Um, what I want to say this morning is that I'm a very big Trump supporter. Okay. And, you know, uh, with the election fraud and everything going on and how much uh, the Biden administration is doing to destroy this country, I have some Democratic friends, and they swear by Biden. And, you know, just that no thing stays very good. And he's not destroying the, the Keystone XL pipeline and things like that. So my question would be, how much of an impact do you think is going to be in this Biden administration over the next four years? What are we going to what's going to happen? Are we going to be like China, do you think? I, I mean, like, here's the thing. You can the thing about Joe Biden is and that's a great question because a lot of people are concerned and they're hearing the, the horror stories and that kind of thing. Uh, the Democrats, they're selling you a much better story than they're actually writing, you know, or better for them. Horrible. For, I mean, what, if you listen to Joe Biden during the campaign and if you listen to all of the all of the people talk, you know, when uh, when the uh, when Ossoff and Warnock won um, their seats in, in Georgia and they took control of every branch of government, it seemed like a nightmare for this country. But in the end, I mean, look, you can have a majority uh, in the House of Representatives. You can have a slim majority in the Senate. You can have the presidency. But unless you have powerful people who are who are willing to do the work and who know what needs to be done and have a, a bright vision for the United States of America, it's very difficult to sell it. And I'm starting to see the op. I mean, I don't I don't I'm not friends with your friends, or at least I don't think I am. But I'm starting to see the opposite happen. I you know, the thing about Biden voters is, sure, they fell for it. You know, they fell for it. They bought into the whole concept of Joe Biden being a better choice than Donald Trump and Donald Trump being this horrible person and COVID being Donald Trump's fault and how Joe Biden was going to save us all with vaccines and masks and whatnot. But in the end, at the end of the day, Joe Biden's done nothing about COVID-19. There's still you know, hundreds of or there's still thousands of deaths every day. That number hasn't gone down. The vaccines, they were there before he became president and he's having trouble figuring out how to get them where they need to go. So the 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 uh, wishes that people made when they wished upon a Biden are not coming true and they're and they're not happy about it. You know, the the most notably are the union workers that were in the pipe fitters that were set to work on the XL Keystone XL pipeline. And now they're out of jobs. And when they go and look for answers, all the Biden administration tells them is, hey, you can get another job. And they go, I want the job I had. And they're like, well, that job doesn't exist anymore because we have to save some some trees. So it, it's really I mean, buyer's remorse, maybe. Um, but but Biden voters, they're very skeptical and they're very angry people. And they're just going to get angrier and angrier with the president um, as he continues to be lackadaisical. Now, again, the reason for that is twofold. They have a majority in the Senate, but it's a majority of one. And if Patrick Leahy's in the hospital again, for example, um, or someone else gets brought up on some kind of criminal charges and has to give up their seat, they have a they have a, a majority of zero at that point. You know, if somebody has covid and can't come to a vote and there happen to be a Democrat, there goes the there goes the slim majority. Now you've got a tie to the Senate. 
And if it's two of them, forget about it. Then the Republicans are in control. Same thing with the House of Representatives. They hold the House of Representatives, but they lost like 15 seats. That's not a good look when you're the party in power. And Joe Biden has no vision for America that is easily sellable to the masses. Joe Biden's idea of of spending one point two trillion dollars shutting down millions of jobs for for mythical jobs that may exist in the future, building solar panels that nobody really wants. I mean, that's that's a tough sell to the American people getting in bed with Iran and, and this nuclear deal. That's a tough sell for people. Uh, so I think, you know, wearing a mask everywhere you go, tough sell for people. Some people will buy it, but not everybody. So unless you have a vision for America that is bright, that is optimistic, that is something positive, that is something that people actually want, it's tough to use a very small majority to get it passed. If you have if you have a massive majority, then you can do whatever you want, good, bad or ugly. But the Democrats and the Republicans, it's still pretty much a 50 50 ballgame. And if they had stronger leadership, they might actually be able to win. But probably it'll be a tie at the end of the day. Hey, thanks so much for your call. Quick break. More of the Marquee Show on the way. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. We've got a uh, super chat on YouTube from Mr. Rover Pilot who wrote, By the time Biden is only five weeks into his term, he will have broken the record of executive orders written inside. I think they have already been written. He can only stay upright for 20 at a time. There's a lot of them. So I look, there's, there's no sign that they're stopping. There's no sign that they're stopping. And it doesn't seem like we said, like anybody's interested in doing any kind of any kind of, uh, you know, uh, compromising. It all just seems to be unilateral coming from the desk of the president. Anyway, we'll get into that here uh, in just a minute. 855-765-1045. John's in Jacksonville. He wanted to say something about President Trump for a minute. Hi, John. Good morning. How are you? Thanks for calling the Mark a Show. Thank you, buddy. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. We're trying to get in for quite a while. I need a little clarity. A little early, you said, uh, Trump was like the epitome of what the forefathers had uh, had uh, planned. Like he was the perfect person for the job. And I'm just a little concerned. I'm no Republican lover or Democrat lover, so let's clear that up. Yeah, I, I just go for what's right in the country, and I sure. go for the country. Sure. Now you got you got a guy who he. I won't say he started the riot at Capitol. I, I know a lot of people say that, but he had his part, and I'm sure the forefathers didn't expect that. You got another guy. It also got another thing where. You're taking in a new president, and he leaves nothing for the, for the president. That's, like, unheard of. What do, you mean uh, he leaves, order, what do you mean he leaves nothing for the president? Like like, like a, a vaccine plan. There's no plan for, for the vaccine distribution. Oh, that's 100%. No, John, that's 100% fake news. You're... You're watching. You're 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 listening to Joe Biden's staff tell you there's no plan for the vaccine. That's 100 percent false. Dr. Fauci himself went on CNN to clear it up and said there's that's not true. There's a plan. There was a plan. There always was one. Uh, what happened was Joe Biden came in and Jen Psaki went out there and they said, oh, well, this is the thing. This is even worse than we ever thought. Project uh, Lightspeed or Warp Speed, rather, was uh, a monumental success. The problem is Joe, uh, Bi- Joe Biden. We, we didn't even have enough vaccine for two hundred years or such. You didn't. You didn't even have enough vaccine for what? For 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 his plan to be a success. What are you talking about? You had like, you had two need- vaccines that were cleared for distribution before he left office. You had a third vaccine on the way, and you had vaccine uh, production already underway. I mean, two hundred million doses on order, and then you had a plan to get them out to the states. Now, whether your state was um, you know an ad- adequately prepared to distribute those is your governor's fault. It's not uh, Donald Trump's fault. And Joe Biden is Joe Biden's a federalist, which you have to understand. Joe Biden thinks the federal government should be in charge of everything. So where Project Warp Speed uh, stops is getting the vaccines to the governments of individual states to then distribute to whomever they like. Uh, here in Florida, okay, for example, okay. Florida, here in, here yeah, in Florida, Ron DeSantis had a great plan, started vaccinating seniors, held back the second dose of vaccine because he didn't believe the federal government would have the second dose ready. And it, that turns out that it was a smart plan. Governor Cuomo, however, in New York, had no idea what he was doing, couldn't get the vaccines where they needed to be and actually had to incinerate a couple hundred thousand vaccines because they'd expired uh, because he wasn't even able to keep them on, keep them cold long enough. So there's a state yeah, level. I, I there's a state I, level I breakdown. That. I get that. Okay. But then there's also there's also the racist division, which he employed himself. There's also who? Avril Levine, what? <laughs> Avril Levine. Racial division, which oh, he right. employed himself. Who did? Trump. He 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 employed a racial division? What racial division did he his employ? Whole, 
his whole running for presidency was based on siding with racist people. At what, at what point? At he, what point did he base his whole presidency on siding with racist people? Everybody, anybody who, who's been paying attention knows he's a, he's a proud boy lover. I've been paying attention. I've been paying attention. And, I don't remember. You're a proud boy lover. You're a racist. I, I'm not against Democrats nor Republicans. It's just what it's, it is. I'll be honest with you. It seems to me like you sound like you're more against Republicans. The racist no, division. No, no, the racist. Love Bush. The racist division, John, is not coming from Donald Trump. Ne Donald Trump never showed up at a rally and said, by the way, let's hear it for those proud boys. I'm a proud boy lover. Donald Trump doesn't have a, a, a what, a three percenter tattoo on his forehead. Donald Trump went out there to campaign. And when the media realized he was being effective, that America was siding with him, that people were like, yeah, this is a great vision for the country. America first. They started to paint him as an American racist president. They started to paint him as a proud boy lover. The problem is that you listen too much to the media and not actually to the president of the United States. Hey, but thanks so much for the call. We really appreciate it. 855-765-1045. When you watch, and it's true, and look, and I get how Jim, or I get how, uh, I'm sorry, I get how he's, he's, he's a little, I don't know, misinformed. Because after Donald Trump left office, the, the talking points went to let's make people realize, because they're still paranoid that Donald Trump's going to run again. They're still paranoid that Donald Trump's going to come back in four years, get the nomination, and be he's going to be the Grover Cleveland of the 21st. That's where we are, right? 21st century. Um, that you know, that's what they don't want to happen. That's why they're pushing forward with this impeachment shenanigans. But the second thing they want to do, just in case that doesn't work, which it doesn't look like it's gonna, is they want to think they want people to think he was ineffective. So they come in and they say, "Wow, you know, this is even this is even worse than we thought. There was no plan." given to us by the Trump administration for vaccines. There was no plan for distributing these vaccinations. It was even, we had to start from scratch. Sean Hannity, a couple weeks ago, played this great montage of all the CNN reporters and all the ABC News reporters and CBS reporters using the same soundbite. We had to start from scratch. And that's not true. That's not true. Dr. Fauci went on Chris Cuomo's show himself. We should probably pull up that clip and said, we had a plan the whole time. Operation Warp Speed was a massive, massive effort. I mean, you can go back on 60 Minutes. You can see how they, they were ready. They had trucks ready to distribute. They had uh, I mean, you know, it freezers ready to keep these things at sub-zero temperatures so that they wouldn't go bad. They had instructions galore. They, were, they spent months and months not just developing vaccines, but making sure they had all the, uh, all the um, ancillary products needed, like syringes, like alcohol swabs, like bandages, you know, with Hello Kitty on them so you can give them to the old lady after she gets her shot. All these things, grape juice or whatever it is you have to drink so these people don't pass out. They needed to have an entire uh, process in place, not just for one vaccine, but a second vaccine that was timed three weeks later. The fact that the fact that Joe Biden will tell you nothing was in place is ridiculous. You can't believe that guy. This is the same guy that's telling you that laying off uh, hundreds of thousands of workers is actually creating more jobs. This is the same guy that had John Kerry go out and say, we won't need $44 million to clean up hurricane damage in the future if we invested in solar panels today because we're going to stop hurricanes. You, you, you just can't. I, it's, I'm sad that you believe any of these things. Hey, thanks so much for the call. 855-765-1045. Donald Trump was a proud boy lover. Uh, Debbie in Washington State. How you doing, Debbie? Thanks so much for calling the Marque Show. Debbie, should we want to get to the chorus? <laughs> I have to go back outside. Tell me about the good old days. Yeah. I love the Judds. That's the Judds, right? Yeah. yeah okay. Oh, what's going on, Debbie? How are you? I am great. How about you guys? Oh, good, good. What do you want to say today? I wanted to say that I'm still out here with the rest of uh, some people uh, fighting for President Trump to get rid of all these corrupt uh, politicians in the state of Washington. Oh, you got a you got a concentration of them out there too. There's there's more there than I think in the rest of the country combined. Well, that's good because you know we don't accept uh, um, the the presidency being stolen by incompetent people like Joe Biden. Yeah. No, that's right. Hey, Debbie, thanks so much for the call. We really appreciate it. And thanks for the tune, too. Again, we love, we needed a little bit of that today. CR Bud dropped us a super chat on YouTube, and he said, don't you love callers who begin with, now I'm not a Republican or a Democrat, but it's a 100% dead 
giveaway. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More Mark K Show coming up. This is the Mark K Show, 855-765-1045. So I found, all right, I found, this is the closest I can do on such short notes. This is a uh, Fox News Channel clip. They're discussing how earlier this month, this is from January 24th, and earlier this month, all that Jen Psaki and Joe Biden would say and everyone in the administration was, wow, you know, we came into the White House. There was nothing here. There was no plan for vaccine. We're starting from scratch. That was the big talking point. And then Dr. Fauci came. Dr. Fauci, who is the savior of the Democratic Party, by the way, Dr. Fauci, who uh, they believe was being bound and gagged by Donald Trump for an entire year uh, and now finally has the freedom to do and say whatever he wants. Dr. Fauci came out and, for, you know, again, and no longer under Trump's control and uh, and put an end, put the kibosh on that. You'll notice you no longer hear that because Dr. Fauci um, said this. There simply was no vaccination distribution plan under former President Donald Trump. Uh, one source telling CNN, as you said, there is nothing for us to rework. We are going to have to build everything from scratch. Is the Biden administration starting from scratch with the vaccine distribution effort? Or are you picking up where the Trump administration left off? No, I mean, um we certainly are not starting from scratch because there is activity going on in the distribution. Yo, look at that. There's actually no word on starting from scratch. You know why? Because people are getting vaccines. There were vaccines in Florida. There were vaccines in New York. There were va- Joe Biden had already received his vaccine at this point, And they're talking about starting from scratch. You cannot believe any of these people. Just know that not only are they trying to beat Republicans, but they're trying to make you think that every Republican, especially Donald Trump, was totally inept. They want you to believe that not only are they the answer to these countries' problems, but that the country's problems were even worse than, oh, my God, it was so bad. We walked into the White House. There wasn't even electricity. We had to call JEA. Well, I guess it wouldn't be JEA. It'd be whatever. I don't know, whatever. The Washington, D.C., we had to get the electricity. There were no phones. It was terrible, I tell you. It was horrible. There were rats running around everywhere. So um, so we needed to call an exterminator. We're not. This is the same lie that they've been giving you since they got to office. The, you know, they, they wanted to get to work day one, but the first thing that we're going to have to put our agenda on hold. Why? Well, we started calling around, and a lot of these people that we used to work with aren't here anymore. They're entire divisions of the government that have been shut down. Uh, we need to open the back up. No, they were shut down because they were redundant. <laughs> you know, Donald Trump went in and made the government work better. He made it work cheaper. He 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 cut corners where they did, they needed to be cut. He ran it like a business would. You know, a businessman. When you if you've ever worked in a company and we this company's been taken over like nine times. The first thing you do is say, okay, who here is doing the same job as somebody else? Great, we're going to pick one of you, and the other one can hit the bricks. Then you walk around and you say, who here is doing one job when they could do five? And then all of a sudden, uh, great, fine, there you go. We can, uh, we can, we can, you know, we can kind of push those people into one, into one job and everyone else, uh, can go away. So here's, here's basically where the uh, Democrats differ. They come back and they realize that these areas of the government that were shut down because they were redundant, that's how the, they, they want to open them back up because they don't know how to, re- they don't know how to work in a streamlined system. <laughs> They don't know how to work in a place that isn't bogged down with corruption and ridiculousness and 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 too many people doing too few things. That's how that's how they that's how they do their that's their entire lifeblood. You know, unless there's unless the federal government is spending more of your money, they don't know how to compete. So they have to build the government back up and then they'll get to all this stuff. And and, they, you know, they're not used to they're they're probably looking around for this vaccine plan. They probably can't find it because it's probably been put on, you know, a cloud drive or something like that. And they're used to files and files of paperwork uh, that jammed in a drawer somewhere. Uh, but just you, you just can't believe them. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five is our number. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five. Mike in Wisconsin. How are you? I'm very good. How about yourself, sir? Hey, we're good. We're good. What's going on? Uh, what do you want to say? Well, my question for you, Mark, is uh, I hear a lot of people defending um, his plan to shut down the Keystone Pipeline here. And yeah. with the uh, 1,000 jobs that they said it cut right now and possibly up to 10,000, I think it was, that um, would have eventually been progressed through it. Um, I just wanted your take on this. Do you think this is a lot more with the clean energy plan and the millions of jobs that he plans on adding, supposedly? Or do you think this has a lot more to do with um, the Warren Buffett and his railroad and aim favors? 
I think it's I think it's I think it's both. I think it's a lot of favors to a lot of people. Certainly Warren Buffett, it seems more and more as I investigate that and then more and more as I see, you know, people sending me information about that. It seems like, you know, look, uh, he's definitely going to benefit. Sure. But he's not the only one. You're look who you've given power to. You've given power to AOC. You've given power to Bernie Sanders. You've given power to these these people that you need on your side uh, because they they have large content. Look, this is one thing. And this is a great point, Mike, that you bring up. And I appreciate you calling. This is one thing that, that Joe Biden lacks, that Donald Trump does not. Donald Trump, before he was shut down on Twitter, had 88 million followers on Twitter. Joe Biden, I don't even know. Joe Biden's the president now, and I have no idea if anybody's even uh, following him on Twitter. But I'm, I mean, I'm sure someone is. But he he lacks that he lacks that that following, that fan base. He lacks the influence that an influencer would have. You know that nobody gets really excited about going out to see Joe Biden. In fact, they get more excited when he when he leaves. Um, so this is this is the problem in this economy. Whether you want to make money. Whether you want to get something done, whether you want to win an election, whether you want to change the world, you need people's attention. That's why CNN right now is actively trying to shut down Fox News and Newsmax at OAN because they want all the attention on them. They can't make money. They can't exert their power and influence if you're not watching. If your eyeballs are on Fox News, that's bad for them. And now there's two other competitors, Newsmax, OAN, that's it. We got to shut them down. We need the attention on us. It's all it's an attention economy. And unless you have the attention, you're not going to succeed. Donald Trump knows that Joe Biden, I mean, probably doesn't know it, but someone's telling him about it. And that's one of the reasons why he's going crazy environmentalist, because AOC, she got a lot of people on Twitter that are paying attention to her. Bernie Sanders, there's lots of Bernie bros out there that'll flip on Joe Biden like a coin at a football game. Got to take a quick break. More on that coming up, though. Stay tuned. More of the Mark Show next. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045. Uh, and, and, you know, it just, it's just, it's so baffling to me. And it's so, I mean, don't think that the news is not in control. They still are. There's still a lot of people that believe what they see on TV. Um, you know, when they're not watching Newsmax. If you're watching Newsmax at 530 on Saturday, great. Believe what you see. But there's a lot of people that don't. And that's that's one of the big issues. Uh, they're still turning on the TV every day. They're listening to what CNN said. They're listening to these, to these, these, I mean, you can tell it's not even news, but 99% of it's opinion and none of it's backed up. So, uh, even this whole, even this whole nonsense about the Donald Trump impeachment hearing, there are so many senators now that are offering censure because they know after Rand Paul's vote, I mean, 45 Republican senators said, we don't even think this is constitutional. 45 Republican senators said this shouldn't even happen. And it's still happening. And what does that tell you? It tells you that the Democrats just don't care about about uh, re- reality. They don't care about what what's what could happen, what is good. They just they live in this world where whatever gets them more money, power and influence, they'll try to sell it to you. And we just had a guy call in and say, what do you think about this? Uh, you know, Keystone XL pipeline. Will it really cost jobs? Is it just to benefit Warren Buffett? What's the deal? And you have to realize that. What with with Republicans or, you know, in an ideal world, not necessarily all Republicans, but Donald Trump, for sure. Republicans go to and, I, you know, I've said this before, but it's important to it's important to give you a refresher. Republicans and conservatives go to government to basically make government better for everybody. I mean, if you look at Donald Trump, for example, perfect example, businessman, billionaire, realize and the more money you make, the more you pay attention. To what the government's doing, to what they're how they're spending your money. The more you pay attention to how much money they take out of your paycheck or your investments or your inheritance. And you realize these are some serious issues when you're buying and selling products from China or from Ireland or from Mexico or wherever. You really have you're conscious of tariffs and what they mean. And if a tariff is one way, you're like, whoa, whoa, somebody's getting screwed in this deal. And odds are it's the United States of America. So you start to think to yourself, how do I change? How do I make this better? Because you you run a company, you run a corporation, you hire people, you're invested. You need people to that work for you. You want them to be happy and prosperous. You need other people in the world to be happy and prosperous because if they don't have money, they're not going to buy whatever it is you're selling. You know, people are like, Trump, he's just a salesman. Well, yeah, salesman, you know what? They, if they have a product to sell, they're going to make sure that the rest of the country has money in their pocket. Because if you don't have money in your pocket to buy whatever it is they're selling, you're not going to buy it. And nobody makes money. 
So you go to you go to Congress, you go to the Senate, you go to the executive branch, you go right to the top and you go into public service. But your goal is not to work there forever. Your goal is to work there, make it better and then go back to the private sector so you can reap the rewards of this government that you now have, which is being run of the people, by the people and for the people. But Democrats don't think that way. They want government to be their livelihoods. They want the government to be what they do for the rest of their lives. AOC, I guarantee she will just try to stay in Congress forever for the next 50 years. She'll just every two years get rehired by the crazy people in the Bronx who put her there in the first place. And that's going to be her job forever. And there's and there's so many people that go to Congress and think and feel and act and want the same way. Most of them Democrats. And think about this. If your job as a Democrat is to be a public servant or to be a senator or all you all you know is working your way up the ranks, just like the corporate ladder. Instead of becoming vice president, you have to become a committee chair instead of becoming president of your company or a manager of a large division or getting a promotion where you oversee several districts. You just go up and up the, the, the corporate ladder of government, which could mean going from the Congress to the Senate, which could mean going from the Senate to the cabinet. But it's all the same. Your whole life is based on how much power and how much money you can accumulate. And when you're in government, the only way you accumulate money is by taking it from the people you govern. You should really government's job and the people that go there, their goal should be. Let's see how poor this government can be. Let's see how broke we can make the government. We want the amount of money that the government spends going down every year, not because we're spending less, because we're taking less from the people who actually need it. And that is the United States of America and its, its citizenry. And that's basically uh, that's basically where uh, where the difference is. So, uh, yes, yeah, somebody's somebody's there's career politicians on both sides. That is true. That is true. So let's not let's look at it as conservatives versus liberals instead of Republicans versus Democrats, because it is in very in very in many places, very difficult to tell the difference between the two. But a conservative should never want to be a lifelong politician. Republican may conservative. Definitely not. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five. Uh, is our number. Now, we were talking a little bit also about the influence that you um, you see, and that's where you're going to see more and more of the the politicians looking to get influence online and influencers online entering politics, because that's how that's how it's going to work. That's where the attention is. And when you look at what's the, the news battles, it used to be a battle for ratings, but nobody cares about that anymore. They just want attention. They want the clicks. And that's why it's uh, that's why it's getting a little that's why it's getting dirtier than ever before. Hey, Dan in Carson, uh, Washington State. How are you, Dan? Thanks for calling. Good, good, yeah. Uh, really appreciate your show. Um, oh, thanks. I'm just a speck, I'm just a speck on the map up here in Washington, but I'm I'm a Trump supporter, and uh, I, I you know I gotta say, do we really need the Democrats? Do we really need them? Yeah, I mean they cause problems. Well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like it's like God and the devil. If the devil didn't exist, you know, how would we know how great God is? That's it's it's a lifelong question. There's always the good, the bad, um, the ugly. I mean, they're there. They're not going anywhere. They're not going to go anywhere. Um, all it is is about what you need to do, though, is you need to realize that there's there's definitely needs to be some kind of structural I mean, and unless somebody gets pushback from somewhere, unless somebody gets criticism, unless there's a viable alternative, then you're going to have 100 percent total and complete corruption by one system over another. And 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 that's how politics works. When you're when your side's in power, you govern accordingly. You know, when Donald Trump was in power, when the conservatives were in power, they tried to govern the way that they could make America great again for the most amount of people and voters and American citizens. Then they lost power. The Democrats came to office, and now what are they doing? Well, they're not really that concerned about the citizenry because that's why they're shutting down jobs and they're making you wear a mask and they're destroying the pipeline or the and they're not they're not allowing any more contracts to find fuel on American on FN, on federal property. So you're looking at a lot of destructive policies that are going to hurt Americans. And what that means is that the other side's then battling back and trying to get back to power. It's like a whole king of the hill thing. It's going to go back and forth. But, you know, the, the goal is when you do have power to use it as as quickly as you can to help as many people as you can. And when you're not in power, your job is to thwart the other side. Uh, thanks so much for the call. We appreciate it. 
104.5. Let's take a quick break. When we get back, we'll uh, we'll do a couple more phone calls. This is fun. And also, I don't have anything else planned. So we'll, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so keep the calls coming. 855-765-1045. Stay tuned. Five seven six five one zero four five. By the way, today during the show, uh, if you watch online, Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, um, any of those, you're also you know you're not only getting a lot of uh, political talk and news, but you're also getting home improvement tips because the other Josh is wondering when to grout his bathroom tile. Uh, he tiled it yesterday, but he didn't want to wait 24 hours. And I told him minimum 24 hours yeah, to grout. Yeah, you got to wait. You got to grout. But then that, now there's a big uh, debate whether or not to caulk the base of the toilet. Because I always caulk around the toilet, but now people are saying you don't you don't caulk. Right, because you don't know if it's leaking from underneath or not if it's caulked. Well, so here's the caulk will prevent the leak out. If I put my toilet in properly, it's not going to leak. So oh, so just it's confidence your, going in. If you put your toilet on properly, then you can caulk it all day it's long. Like you you don't sketch, have to worry about it. You sketch with a pen. You don't like you you do your math with with a pen, right? You don't do it with a pencil in your research. Do, I don't do math. <laughs> <laughs> my numbers are never wrong. I do my math with Siri. <laughs> hey Siri, what's ten times caulking the toilet? Uh, star star. 1045 is our number, 855-765-1045, which is uh, also our number. Uh, let's go to, speaking of speaking of work um, and work projects, let's go to Matt in Minnesota. Hi, Matt. How are you? Matt, you there? I'm good. Oh, good. What's yeah, up, I'm Matt? Here. What do you want to say, sir? Okay. You know, my comment is this about the Keystone Pipeline and yeah. all that. Okay, Biden wants everybody to go to... Um, solar and this electric cars and all that stuff, correct? He wants the entire government to run on electric vehicles, yeah. Okay. okay. Do people not realize the carbon footprint just to get those minerals out of the ground versus putting in a pipeline? What is your comment on that, and how does that impact the environment versus the pipeline? Those big old holes in the ground that leave nothing. Yeah, I mean, look, there's a couple there's a couple reasons why they want to cancel the uh, the Keystone XL pipeline. And you bring up a great point. And sure, part of it is probably because one of their big investors will make a lot of money if they cancel the XL uh, pipeline, Keystone XL pipeline. And the other thing is they don't necessarily want you to they don't want you to feel good about it now. They don't want you. They, I mean, here's the thing. Look, the easiest way is for you to trade in your truck or your car for an electric car is to make it so painful for you to drive any other kind of car. You know, this environmental, the environmental thing, sure, yeah, the Keystone uh, pipeline is an environmental hazard. Not really, not as much as driving oil across the ocean from Saudi Arabia to the United States every day. But, you know, it's still, there's that potential. Um, but it's also a job killer. So what they're trying to do is they're trying to say, yeah, it's a job killer. But not because we killed the jobs, because you people are driving around in SUVs. Yeah, it's a job killer. If you want those jobs back, trade in your trade in your Fords and your Chevys for some Teslas. That's what they want to do. Unless you feel the pain at the pump, and you can already see it. You already see the gas prices going up. You already see it. I mean, you're, you drive by. You know what? You're cognizant of gas prices. They're going to go higher and higher. And that's why they're that's why they don't want any new drilling on on federal land. That's why they don't want to to uh, to to build domestic, um, you know, oil production because it it makes it cheaper. And if it's cheaper for you to drive an SUV than it is to buy a Tesla, then guess what you're going to do? You're going to continue to drive that SUV and their friends in higher environmental places don't work. So they don't want you. They want you to be unemployed if you're a pipe fitter or if you work in. OK, they want you to be unemployed if you work in the oil industry. OK, but then on top of that, if you are an oil consumer, they want it to be so cost uh, ineffective for you to spend money on oil that you that you on your own make the decision to switch to electricity, that you on your own decide to go out and buy a bike because you just can't afford the gas anymore. And that's what they're trying to do. Now, there's a way around that. Of course, they could. They could do what Trump and a bunch of other Republicans wanted to do, and that is make um, oil production safer cleaner and cheaper for americans they could also uh get the oil money out of the hands of well you know known terrorists who have vowed destruction on the united states all those are good things but the biden administration they have different they have different priorities and their priority is to basically make you broke thinking about driving your car so that you go out and buy electric um, electric vehicles now another great point that people always bring up is that electric electricity doesn't come from wind or solar yet sure that some of it does 
but not nearly enough, not nearly enough to power the United States of America. And when you look at all the buildings we have and when you look at all the houses we have to power and when you look at now taking away all, all the oil for these cars and replacing it with electricity, the electricity comes from natural resources. It comes from oil production and coal. I mean, most power plants don't run on nuclear energy. Wouldn't it be great if they all did? Wouldn't it be great if it was back to the future and we could go to our trash cans and drop a couple of couple of banana peels and, and tin cans into our Mr. Fusion machines and fly around all day, you know, and say, roads, where we're going, we don't need roads. I've been dying for a flying car since I was since I was eight years old. Science and the Jetsons have been lying to me. I'm now 46 and I still don't have a flying car. I'm for, if my car flew, I would power it with whatever you told me to power it with. But until I get a flying car, I'm pumping up my SUV with gas. And and that's why they're that's why they're trying to shut down this pipeline. They want you to pay so much for gas that you turn to an electric vehicle because they believe it's going to save the earth and also keep them in power. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045 is our number. This is Jim on the north side. Hey, Jim, how are you? Jim, you there? Hey, Mark. Hey, Jim. Um, What's up, man? Yeah. yeah. Um, I got two ways, quick ways that uh, I think the Republicans can fight against Biden. Sure. Uh, number one, number one, do what the Democrats did with Trump. Every time he did an executive order, you know, they'd run out and find a friendly judge in Hawaii or somewhere. And with all the judges uh, that Trump appointed all over the country, not just the Supreme Court, why can't the Republicans do the same thing? And also this impeachment nonsense. If the Republicans are smart, they'll go along with it and stretch it out as long as they can get away with it and say, hey, as long as this is going on, we're not going to have any hearings for Biden appointees. Yeah, that's a great point, Jim. And they've already slowed it. Look, the Democrats are starting to realize that the Republicans still have 50 votes. Um, you know, they have a majority, but it's a majority of one. And sometimes that's just not enough to get it done. Hey, thanks so much for the call. I appreciate it. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More of the Marquee Show on the way. Stay tuned. Would you would you yell at me? I'm sorry. I was. Uh, I forgot to tell you there were fresh mics. Oh, there are. Yeah. Any good ones? Yeah, some really good ones. Oh well, great. That would have been great to know before yeah, we went before, on the air. Before I yelled it to you with yeah. your mic on. Uh, star star one zero four five eight five five seven six five. I did something. One zero four. Let's see. Let's play this one. Hey Mark, go on your phone and say Hey Siri and ask her for the definition of a bigot. She gives you. A definition of a Democrat. Oh, that's great. I'll try that. Uh, I'll try that after the show. 855-765-1045. By the way, programming note, tomorrow is Josh's birthday. It is? Yes. Oh. And it's also when we do our mail time. So today I walked, Josh goes, oh, we got it. Well, you got a ton of packages. And I went, I looked at them. They all say they're for you. A handful of them do, so yeah. So I assume it's for your birth. So tomorrow we'll have to do like a birthday edition of mail time for you. Oh. Now here's the question. Do you want to open them or do you want me to open them for you? I feel like you want to open them. I like opening packages, yeah, I'm not going to lie. That's fine, you can open but them. If, but if they're addressed to you, you can open them. I don't care who opens them. As long as you yeah. get what's, whatever's inside. Yeah, that's fine. All right, well, we'll, we'll I don't get the that. dopamine rush by opening the package and looking inside. You don't? Smelling that sweet Amazon air. See, I'm all about that. I don't yeah. care if it's not for me. I'll open, yeah. I'll open packages all day long. the same with envelopes, too? Like letters at home? No, envelopes I could care less no, about. No, just packages. But any, I don't, oh, okay. And you know, it doesn't matter if it's uh, even for the wrong house. Yeah. I'll open it up, I'll be like, I'll be like, oh, what is this? Wow, who ordered a sitz bath and uh, 20 vials of Vaseline intensive like, care? Get off my porch. Yeah, really. <laughs> Sometimes I just run around my neighborhood with a knife, slicing open packages, <laughs> peeking inside, going cool, and then running away. That explains the latest HOA email they sent out. Well, now I just if got to see a man running around with a knife. Please what, report the authorities. What I'm doing now is uh, I'm making sure I know which neighbors have ring doorbells and which uh, ones don't. Smart. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but that's so that's tomorrow. We'll be celebrating Josh's birthday. Thank you. And also, and I think Hannah's going to be back tomorrow too. Uh, so it'll be a very exciting day. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Socrates is in Las Vegas. He's been waiting very patiently. Hi, Socrates. How are you? Good morning. How are you doing? Oh, doing great. Doing great. Thanks so much for calling. What do you want to say today, sir? I'm just gonna um, actually maybe uh, not a question per se. I just uh, I just wonder if you've seen any of the uh, computer generated stuff that's been going around on like the various social medias like uh, Telegram and Gab and all those. Yeah. Like, for example, like like the inauguration and and um, even John Kerry's uh, recent speech uh, kind of looked uh, a little fishy. So I just wonder if you had a comment on that possibly. 
Okay, so you're. I mean, I'm familiar with Telegram and Gab and all those other all those other uh, alternative social media networks now that have been that have been really. I mean, they've been they've been seeing a bum rush of of uh, new. Uh, um, what do you call it? Like a new user since the uh, Twitter shutdown of Donald Trump. What is it specifically on there that you're that you're that you're wondering about? So, um, on for example, on uh, Gab, I came across a few uh, a few videos that a particular user that's been posting that uh, goes by the name Kraken uh, in it, and uh, he has one which is of uh, Biden getting into a helicopter, and uh, and uh, the helicopter taking off. And you can clearly tell that it's uh, computer generated. And then uh, also on there, there was uh, John Kerry. They like zoomed in on it. And oh, I see. So you're uh, saying so you're saying that there's computer generated footage of Joe Biden uh, walking around. But that's I know I haven't I haven't seen those or at least I haven't seen that yet. But I'll go I'll definitely go look after the show. Um, I've heard that would be cool, like CGI or CG CG Biden, um, because I guess you know he's not able to jump up and down. And uh, get on, on on an in and out of helicopters the way most people. All right, I'll check that out. And, and look, the the social media game is it, it's the same thing that you're starting to see happen with uh, with you know with the news agencies. The fact that Newsmax was able to come on the scene so quickly and get such a strong user base and fan base. The way that OAN was was able to jump on the scene so quickly, and the way that CNN's so upset about it um, because now they have all this all this additional competition. It's happening too with. It's happening, too, with social media. Telegram, um, Gab is the other one. Sure, Parler, I believe, is going to come back. Rumble is huge. I mean, we used to – Rumble, by the way, is uh, is like a YouTube that is is now very – you know, and the thing about Rumble is that it's not just conservative. It's just like YouTube, and YouTube is not just, you know, uh, liberal, and that's the real big concern. None of these organizations are really liberal or conservative when it comes down to it. But what happens is they start to make a stand against one group. And when you make a stand against one group, you're basically waving a flag, welcoming in another group of people. And so when they banned Donald Trump from Twitter, they basically said, if you're a conservative, you're not safe here. If you believe what Donald Trump believes, you're not safe here. If you're a Democrat or a liberal, by all means, hang out. We got tons of you guys. We got we got the Ayatollah here. We have socialists from every country hanging out on Twitter. We're not going to ban you. You guys are safe. Same with YouTube. YouTube has just as many Mr. Beast videos and PewDiePie videos and video game videos and cute dogs, you know, that get excited when their owners come home from war and they haven't seen them for. I mean, how many times can you go on YouTube and see a a, a soldier coming home and surprising their mama uh, on Mother's Day and everyone freaks out? And it's cute. You know, there's my daughter watches crafting videos. That's YouTube is all encompassing. There's so much stuff. But when they start shutting down Steve Bannon, when they start shutting down Infowars, when they start going after one group of people, that's when everyone goes, oh, that that thing's old. That thing's liberal. You can go on Rumble and you can find liberals on there. You can find conservatives on there. You can find dog videos on there. You can find the panda. Oh, my God. Have you seen the panda at the National Zoo sliding in the snow today? If you haven't, you're not using the Internet correctly because that's the best thing on the Internet today other than this live stream. And this is the difference. They don't take a stand against anybody. They welcome everybody. And that's why these platforms are so beneficial. They're actually they're actually following the tenets of free speech that are set out in the in the Constitution. Nobody wants like here's the thing. I don't care if socialists can go on Twitter and spew their socialist garbage, but let capitalists do it too. You know, it's the same thing that's happening with Robin Hood in the markets these days. We don't care that hedge fund managers have found a way to game the system and make billions of dollars by crushing companies that are already on the way down. That's great. Do that. But also let the little retail investors do it, too. Otherwise, you're clearly choosing sides. You're choosing one over the other. Free speech uh, over over over, you know, I guess censorship. You're choosing capitalism. I'm sorry. You're choosing uh, socialism over over capitalism. So unless you're going to be open and everybody to everybody, don't. That's where the problems start to uh, start to arise. Hey, thanks so much for the call. We appreciate it. But I'll check out those CG Biden videos um, later on. There could be like a whole movie of CGI Biden. I'm sure there will be before too long. Uh, this is Sherry in Minneapolis, Minnesota. How you doing, Sherry? Thanks so much for calling. What do you want to say today? Hi, hi, Mark Lucay. This is um, yeah, Sherry from Minneapolis, and I just wanted to say let's just call out the current administration for what they are. Call them out. They're a bunch of bed bugs. Okay, bed bugs. You know what bed bugs do? They hide in the dark. 
Um, they don't want to know what, so that you don't know what they're doing. And then they come out in droves, and then they suck the love, the blood life right out of you. And then you're left sitting there itching like, what the hell happened? Well, that's how I feel like the current administration is. They're just like a drove of bed bugs. That's that's now I'm itching and I don't know what now. Thank you very much. For, I'm going to be scratching myself all day now, more so than usual. Hey, thanks so much for the call. We appreciate it. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. All right, we we basically blown the whole show on phone calls today, so we might as well go one more break. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Stay tuned. More of the Mark K Show coming up. Okay, 855-765-1045 is our number. Uh, but so many, I guess, I don't know, I guess everyone was like just waiting. They were itching over the weekend to get in on the air. And uh, I blew through all the stuff I actually prepared in the first break. So now we just open up the phone. It's like a little whatever you want Wednesday on Monday, which means Wednesday maybe we'll do something else. Um, let's go to Jack in Chicago. Hi, Jack. How are you? Thanks for calling the Mark K Show. I'm, I'm doing great. Give you warm greetings from the south side of Chicago. Hey, do you guys uh, have snow up there, or is it just the rest of the country? Um, we got hit by it with a big uh, snowstorm, and then temperatures dropping. Yeah. Uh, Chicago looks beautiful under a clean, new, fresh snow, and and then what's underneath it uh, comes out, and it, it, the south side <laughs> saw is probably the ugliest. Everything looks beautiful under a blanket of snow, sure. Uh, yeah. What did you want to say today, Jack? Okay, well, I just was uh, commenting on the um, pipeline, yeah. uh, and I, th I think it's a mistake for conservatives to, to concede environmentalism to Democrats or liberals, um, the Green Party. They, all, they kind of go for it, and I think that if you present environmentalism in a sensible way, it can be a very winning issue mm -hmm. um, for it. Uh, I, uh, I've lived two-thirds of my life in urban areas, Chicago and New York City, and there, just practically, you don't have a car. It's just too expensive to keep it on the street. It gets messed with. You want to have good, safe public transportation. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, a lot of uh, the best the, the best countries that have clean environments are prosperous countries like Japan, Norway, Denmark, or, or something like that. And if you can present it uh, in, in ways that work, just have strict immigration laws. If we bring in 100 million people and they get cars and drive around L.A. Uh, highways, it's bad for the environment. Sure. So I, I just think that if you can just present it in a positive way, and, and leftist idiots will do things like global warming. They got that Swedish autism girl. Of course, I mean, that, that, that's crazy, but they don't really say global warming anymore. It's, it's climate change. Climate because, change, yeah. Global warming didn't work. Yeah. It didn't work. I mean, we have climate change in Chicago. It's called seasons. Yeah. Okay, we got spring, summer fall and then the climate the, the climate changes so i just think that again it's just a mistake to let liberal leftists uh, get the immigration i mean the uh, in, uh environmental issue take it uh you can do things there's been a lot of progress the air is much cleaner than 1970s because we stopped using leaded gasoline yeah okay so that's that's something practical and it's again but this idea that anything the liberals say we're going to be against it and you want to have everybody just do whatever they want to with cars or guns or something like that i think it's a it's a mistake and it's also we're going to lose these issues all right jake let me ask you a question okay. though because you're up there in chicago and you know uh it, right. it is tough to it is tough to sell global warming when people are buried under a blanket of snow but do you feel right. that that um this executive order shutting down the keystone xl pipeline do you think that's a good idea or do you think that's a bad idea well it's a, it's a bad idea and but you got to sell it to people particularly places where it's jobs Right. Okay. So that way, you know, you can sell it to people. And and my view is, I've lived all over this country in San Diego, the South, or something. If you want to be competitive politically, you have to make these issues local. Mm. So yeah, in the in the North Dakota, that's jobs. That's jobs. Um, but people in New York City or Boston or Chicago, where conservative Republicans always lose, that you know, issue is not is not going to be a, a big one. So yeah, right. hammer it away in in North Dakota. Uh, but we can't, A, we can't give up the environmental issue to leftists. Just the same as we can't give the issues of workers' rights, minimum wage. We can't give away all of our workers or all of our government workers to, to the left. And it's a mistake that I, I just think conservatives, they're just not good at politics. They don't know how to talk to people. And that's why we, 
that's why we why we lose we usually lose all right jake that's a good look yeah it's a good point and it's something that that does bear repeating that environmental issues are not just democrat issues i think the problem is that the democrats in this case especially with the pipeline they believe that whatever they say as long as they can label it good for the environment it will sell to their base but their base is also a lot of pipe fitters and union workers who not just in north dakota but all along the Canadian border and also down in places like Albuquerque, where there's also uh, fuel restrictions that are that are, uh, you know, affected by um, the Keystone Pipeline shutting. And, and you're right about how you sell the issue. For example, the reason New Yorkers don't really care that much about the XL pipeline is they don't drive. So gas prices going up. I mean, first of all, gas prices are astronomical in New York. But second of all, they don't drive anyway. They don't drive. They get they get on the subway or they walk or they take a bus or now they don't have anywhere to go anyway because the place is shut down. So you do have to look at it uh, pretty much geographically. And geographically, right now, what we know is that um, it, around the country, the biggest problem we're going to have with the Keystone XL pipeline is going to be that gas prices will go up. Fuel prices will go up. Regionally, you're going to have issues with uh, jobs and people losing jobs and that kind of thing. But the, the Republicans are all about the environment. They're not just wackos. You know, Donald Trump will sign the biggest parks order ever. Uh, you know, Donald Trump wanted to move, um, you know, whatever kind of drilling was offshore. You know, the the windmill farms that they're that they're projecting in the solar panels, those aren't necessarily carbon friendly uh, ideas and, and options either. Well, you know, it, it, you ask any Democrat, would you want 422 windmills in your backyard? The answer is probably no. And in fact, the answer has been no for a very, very very long time. So anyway, a great point, though. Thank you so much for calling. We appreciate it, Jack. 855-765-1045. All right, so uh, we got to get out of here. We're all done for the day. But we will be back tomorrow. We'll celebrate Josh's birthday. we got a bunch of packages that we're going to open. And we're going to find out if he coughed his toilet or not, which will be exciting. And uh, we'll get some more of your phone calls and open mic messages. Quick break. Stay tuned for traffic, weather, news, Rush Limbaugh. It's all next.